Uh, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast on Friday, November 16th. There's kind of a lot of news this week. Yeah, on this week's episode, we're going to do sort of a lightning round because there was kind of a lot of news this week. So, uh, Governor Hutchinson talked about the budget this week, which included his touting teacher pay cuts and, of course, income tax cuts. Well, yeah, he's going to raise the minimum teacher pay over four years, and that's going to be the biggest expenditure, single expenditure he's going to make. And it's, but there's only going to increase the state budget by about two percent. Education spending is going to only go up by about 1%. I mean, we're going to continue to starve education. Its costs are going to go up higher than the state support is going to go up. So that's a problem. But the big the big push, and he's putting a bunch of money aside in reserve funds and, uh, and cutting budgets elsewhere and, and cutting government to the bone where he can because he wants to cut taxes for the rich. And he's going to push ahead with his plan to cut the top income tax rate, which is now 6.9%, to 5.9%. Nine percent uh, over a four-year period that would cost a couple of hundred million dollars, which the critics say would come out of services unless you know some incredible revenue uh, boom is created by cutting taxes, which has never happened before in the history of the universe. Yeah, well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Uh, the Joint Budget Committee met and signed off on a list of budget requests for the next fiscal year this week, with one key exception. Yeah, they, did, they wouldn't approve the Supreme Court's budget. They they hid it behind saying, oh, well, you need to explain more how you spend your cash funds, which are the bar dues paid by lawyers in the state. But it was really payback. Trent Gardner made it clear. Bob Ballinger made it clear. This, they're mad at the Supreme Court for some of their decisions, so they're going to jack with them on their budget. They'll get a budget eventually, but uh, they're going to try and get a pound of flesh out of them. There's some legislators who recognize the balance of power and thinks that they have to fund the Supreme Court. But for right now, some of the red hots are going to pick on them. Uh, Sticking with the courts, the Judicial (laughs) Discipline and Disability Commission voted unanimously today to dismiss an ethics charge against Uh, the Supreme Court. Big deal and a surprise to everybody. Uh, I told all all the involved parties learned about it from me. In fact, when I called them, but uh, the <clears throat> the back story was is that there were competing ethics complaints by the Supreme Court and Wendell Griffin. They think he violated ethics rules by demonstrating against the death penalty. He thinks they violated ethics rules by not giving him a notice in which they threw him off all death penalty cases for all time. A investigative panel said the Supreme Court indeed hadn't given him proper notice and had presented an ill appearance by how they treated with Griffin and said they should be disciplined on an ethics charge. Well, the Supreme Court then, that would go to a public trial normally, but the Supreme Court first filed a motion asking for dismissal, saying that there wasn't a jurisdiction for this, and the full judicial commission that they met in an executive session came out and voted to indeed dismiss all the charges against the Supreme Court. They said that their rules don't allow for disciplining of a judge for acting in good faith and making a judicial decision. And that furthermore, under the Constitution, they have the power to assign judges to whatever cases they want to assign them to, so they didn't have anything to act on. So there you go. So does that end all of the the legal and ethical? No. Uh, Griffin is still contesting his own ethics charge, and he'll go to a trial on that eventually. He still has one appeal pending on his claim that his First Amendment rights of free speech and religion have been violated by what's been done to him. 
uh, he hadn't had much luck on that in court so far. And also until I think the decision today will make moot the Supreme Court's own lawsuit filed in the Supreme Court to overturn the judicial ethics charge. That should now be moot, I think, but Chief Justice John Dan Kemp told me that they need to get formal notice of the dismissal before he can respond to that question, but I think almost certainly that case will go away. That's the one where the governor had to appoint seven special justices because all the sitting justices had to recuse. This will begin to narrow it down at least. Yeah, okay. Under a, a settlement agreement filed in federal court today, Energy Arkansas agreed to quit burning coal at its big, power plants. Big deal. They they. But what happens is, is this settles a lawsuit that made them that presented the risk that have, they'd have to spend a couple of billion dollars on pollution control equipment in 2021, and they don't have to do that now, and they can keep burning coal coal as late as 2030, but they've got to start using low sulfur coal and white white bluff. But the good news is, is they've committed to doing away with burning coal in Arkansas by 2030. I mean, that's that's a ways away, but it's a decade. That's that's not a lot. And they're committed, they say, to renewable energy and other alternative sources. That I, they don't say specifically what they have in mind, if anything, for white bluff and independence. Would they burn gas there? I don't know. But they're also talking about doing more solar and doing other things. And so this is good news for the atmosphere in Arkansas in yeah. time. Uh, some, some big developments in the Little Rock uh, mayoral runoff. Race became a big issue uh, this week with the Little Rock Fraternal Order of Police, which supports Baker Curris, trying to smear Frank Scott. Yeah, crazy stuff happened this week. Uh, <clears throat> it was triggered by the fact that Roderick Talley, who started the ball rolling on complaints against the Little Rock Police Department for abusive drug raid tactics that tend to disproportionately affect, affect black people, got arrested in Cross County for on, arising from a failure to appear deal. Not entirely clear what all that's about. But Fraternity Arnold with Police used that to say, well, see, this is the kind of, they had a picture of Frank Scott with this guy, Tally. And Scott has called for an independent police complaint commission and for call for the Justice Department to investigate these charges of pol- abusive tactics in Little Rock. Fraternal Order of Police, which is majority white, doesn't like that, of course. And so they tried to smear Scott by guilt by association by running a picture of him with Roderick Talley, who at that moment was at large, and said, why don't you help us find this criminal? Well, it was pretty sleazy stuff. Baker Curris, who's Frank Scott's opponent, said they ought to take it off their Facebook page, and they did. Uh, it doesn't change where their hearts are. They have pretty black hearts, the cops, the FOP. I'm, I'm sorry, I have to say. Well, <clears throat> this kind of grew into an issue uh, of a sort. There's a lot of comment about that, but it brings up the question of the new police chief. And the the previous police chief, Kenton Buckner, kind of made his bed with the FOP, even though he was a black man. Baker Curris, in an interview with me yesterday, said the old day of the city manager deciding who the police chief was going to be were over. If he's elected, the mayor's going to tell the city manager what to do, and that includes running the show on picking a new police chief. And uh, whether that and Curtis's more expansive talk about the role of the mayor, even under existing law, was a con- contributing factor, I would say it probably was. Frank Scott called a news re- conference today to say, he's going to be a strong mayor. 
too. And he wants to expand mayoral powers. He wants to be able to fire and hire the city attorney. He wants a city manager to be just a day-to-day administrator along the lines of what Curris had talked about the day before. But furthermore, he says if he's elected mayor, he'll put the process in motion from day one to change city government to a mayor council form of government with only ward election, do away with at-large board members. This is something that Baker Curris has been reluctant to endorse, and what he says today is is that that if the people want to change the government form, he's fine with that. He's first of all going to do the job that he's elected to do in the form that exists, but he says if the people want mayor council, he's for it, but he says it ought to be a community-based decision, which is a Still a significant difference from Frank Scott saying, I think that's the direction we need to go. Frank Scott's really playing the diversity card and with outreach to blacks, LGBTQ, Latinos in his prepared statement today. Uh, I don't happen to think Curtis is bad on these issues, but I think Frank Scott says it in a way that's more compelling. Not, Not much doubt about it. Interesting. Today, uh, Baker Curtis ended his phone interview with me by saying, if people want change, in the way the government's now run, I'm it. And, and indeed, he's outlined dramatic changes in how the office will be run. Frank Scott uh, just sent me a copy of his new TV ad saying, Frank Scott is the agent of change. Yeah, well, so I mean, <laughs> so anyway, that has been a theme in the campaign all Right, along, so it's, you know, everybody's brand, it's all about branding now. Yeah. Um, sticking on, in Little Rock State Education Commissioner Johnny Key approved a contract agreement between the Little Rock School District and the Little Rock Education Association that includes a waiver of a teacher fair dismissal law that he'd sought over teacher objections. Yeah, and and the teachers defend the agreement, which will allow him to seek the waiver, and he'll undoubtedly get it by saying it, it, it puts into the contract inalterable due process procedures and agreements over firing or recommended firing. And that perhaps is true. This contract can also be abrogated at any time by Key if he chooses to do it. And 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 I think over time this is yet one more weakening of the union and but they lived to survive another year and made a point of saying in their news release about it that that was the case that the union remains the bargaining agent for teachers. I don't know how popular that is with the in the community at large. They really are more concerned about the kids than the teachers. I'm sorry to say because the teachers are important. I think the uh Teachers have made some inroads, judging by some comments that have been made by members of the State Board of Education and others, by pointing out that Johnny Key is blaming Little Rock teachers, and particularly the Little Rock Teachers Union, for low scores in schools in Little Rock, but is not attempting to apply the same degree of accountability on 200 other DNF schools in Arkansas, and certainly not on numerous failing charter schools that not only are failing, but they've waived the teacher fair dismissal law from day one. That was part of the condition of their being is they don't have to have certified teachers. They don't have to obey the fair dismissal law. They don't have to obey work rule laws. They don't have to obey anything in their DNF and nobody's going after their teachers. Yeah, so, I mean, Key's logic on this does not hold up to scrutiny. It, it, it does not. I mean, he's just serving the Walton's interest, and he wants to put the Little Rock Education Association out of business. And for now, they're still in business. What next year holds, I don't know. Another 3,800 were tossed from Medicaid this week thanks to the work rule. Well, you knew this, this. Almost 12,000 This is more than 12,000 yeah. now. And the state's response was, well, maybe they're working now. 
and and also, I mean, poor Marcy uh, Manley had to say, well, it was only 3800 It was more than 4000 the month before. I thought, boy, is that the best you got? <laughs> anyway, there's a lawsuit pending. This rule ought to be struck down. And, and the people who are waging a lawsuit saying they're just people that don't know about this rule and they don't know how to comply with this rule and they don't have a computer, and this is just nuts. There's also just an enormous layer of bureaucracy. And so there's that many opportunities for either the beneficiary beneficiary to do something wrong because they don't jump through the hoop at just the right just the right way right time and for DHS it, to screw up it it doesn't it doesn't survive rational scrutiny in 5000 different ways but it's not about rationality sure. it's about we're going to punish these unworthy poor people. If they're going to get some alms from us, by God, we're going to take a pound of flesh out of them in return. It's the kind of thing that, that wants drug testing, that wants all other kinds of... I mean, there is a mindset that these people just aren't deserving. You know? I mean, it's it's mean and awful, and that's just the state we live in, Arkansas. Well, uh, I happen to know that Benji Hardy is working on uh, some reporting around this for the Arkansas Nonprofit News Network. That, Is he that, looking into the system on the disabled too, by the way? Because I'm starting yeah. to get reports that that's screwed up too. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. I think this will be a little narrower into the work requirement because there's plenty there. But anyway, stay tuned for that soon. Um, I didn't think we'd be able to get to it, but should say another big news item of the day was uh, Governor Hutchinson and DHS officials announced that they'd be shutting down uh, two of the, the DYS uh, juvenile lockup facilities. And they talked a lot about a greater emphasis on community treatment and reuniting kids with homes over incarceration. And those are certainly welcome words to hear. Now, they didn't commit a lot of money to it, a tiny amount of money. And, and they're going to outsource the operation of the juvenile facilities the detention facilities to a private operator and private operators don't make money by spending more. They make money by spending less than the state was spending. The the governor promises that they'll be efficient. We shall see. But this was a rare occasion where some people have been on the other side of this issue, both Disability Rights Arkansas and Arkansas Advocates for Children and Families said there's more to be done, but these are steps in the right direction. Yeah, which is certainly true. Though the, the DYS has had uh, you know, moving toward community alternatives and its vision statement well, or whatever you know, for decades. I hate I mean, to be forever. a I hate to be a jackass, but that's just my nature, you know. And Hutchinson had this news conference today about this great step forward, and he'd been governor for four years, and there's been disaster after disaster at DYS, and suddenly they're supposed to get a medal. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, and nine hundred thousand nine hundred fifty thousand dollars is, is, is not going to do it it's not going to do it but it, it it's a plan that definitely needs uh looking into some more and we'll do that so uh since we we went so fast let's let's move on to endorsements and uh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know yeah, i actually don't really have anything either you know i don't know i'm leaving town next week i'm endorsing, where are you going i'm endorsing that well, I'm going to spend Thanksgiving in Bimini and thinking of Adam Clayton Powell. I don't know if you remember the story of wow. the congressman from the Bronx who took off with a girlfriend to Bimini, but that's going to be on a trip. I don't know where Bimini is. It's kind of part of the the Bahamas, kind of, out there. Okay. I mean, we're going to go on a cruise from Florida, then down through the uh, Panama Canal and Colombia and Nicaragua and Costa Rica. 
It's not in the, the Beach Boys, Aruba, Bahama. Like, no, 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 no. It's mostly going to be Central America and, and then Mexico. Although it, the Mexico stops, I'm a little nervous. I saw some terrible thing on the news about the rise in crime and previously peaceful Mexico, so I don't know. Uh-oh. Well, when you're in Central America, I have an assignment for you. Okay. Be on the lookout for a harpy eagle. This is my son's favorite bird of prey. They're massive. They're like wow. three feet tall. And they're in Central America? And they're in Central America. This is the biggest, the largest bird of prey out there. Do they eat people? Maybe. <laughs> They'd have to be a mouthful if they got me. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe via iTunes and, or uh, your favorite podcasting setup and give us a rating and review. Um, we're probably going to skip next week, but then we'll be back with a, a special guest while Max is away. All right. Take care.